Welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Fireside Chats, a podcast that is devoted to a time to slow down at the end of a busy work week. My name is Roy, the host of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. And tonight's topic is going to be about emotions and the difference between feeling emotions versus perceiving some sort of meaning about those emotions. Now, this is a very important distinction because oftentimes people get themselves into trouble when they have a perceived interpretation of their own emotions. They build a specific narrative or a story. And I learned and apparently this is not the case for everybody, but some people have really intense inner dialogues, whereas other people apparently do not. And for myself, I definitely have a very intense internal dialogue. And this is an area where many people who also have an internal dialogue, an intense internal dialogue, can get into trouble with their emotions. So an example of this can be for myself this week. This week has been pretty busy and has involved a lot of actions as I have been just in the search for a new office space. So I've toured a couple of places and have more on the list that I'm going to look at. But so far, none of them, as I've went and gone to see them, have really resonated with me. They just didn't really align. The space wasn't quite right. Uh, other environmental factors such as parking, neighborhood, etc. And I found myself getting into this very negative dialogue one that was just like, uh, you know it's maybe it's not gonna work I haven't been finding a right office space man I wish I owned a plot of land man I wish I owned some property etc etc so there was a lot of wishful thinking and also a little bit of woe is me mixed into there and it created a rather vicious cascade like I could I can feel myself beginning to craft more and more of that sort of narrative or dialogue with whatever it was that I was doing so for example being tired right there's a lot of driving walking interacting with people and so at the end of that I am feeling rather tired and some discouragement and so then that quickly turns into its own perceived meaning of, oh man, I'm feeling so tired. Gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Right? I just want to not do anything anymore. There's, there's that narrative. Not to say that there's anything inherently wrong with it, but you can easily see how it will begin to snowball more and more. Because being tired can then turn into a uh, attitude that bleeds into everything else. So let's say 
eating a meal. Like, ah, I have to take the time to cook myself a meal. So annoying. Or, man, I, I still haven't done these things yet that need to be done. Or, oh gosh, tomorrow I have to plan for this, right? It, it begins to seep into everything. This perceived meaning of a specific emotion, in this case, feeling tired or discouragement and it really in the end isn't about the narrative because there is no one true narrative in my opinion at least for this situation of me searching for office spaces and feeling discouraged feeling tired if i were to break it down just to the base emotions and feeling them versus ascribing a specific, a specific story or narrative, it would just be tired. Sensation and feeling of tired. And how I would break that down. You know, maybe sore muscles, uh, droopy eyelids, etc. And then there's discouragement. Okay, If I were to break that down just to its physiological physical expression it would be more like perhaps heavy shoulders or collapsed chest that gives it a little bit more of a neutral feel to it it's not so much an indictment on myself anymore of oh always oh, woe is me i don't know if i can do this gosh i hate feeling tired right it's more so kind of the practice of mindfulness being present with whatever it is and that can include thoughts too but if you're to just break it down to the feeling as opposed to the story you're starting to build about that feeling then in this case it's just all right achy muscles sore back Drooping shoulders, collapsed chest. And I notice once I was able to do that, you know, at first I caught myself of, oh, okay, I'm going on a rather vicious cascade of churning emotional stories in my mind about these emotions. I better stop, which is a pivotal element because most of the time, I think we what's the saying you know objects in motion tend to stay in motion right so if we're in this motion of emotional story making emotional story crafting we're going to keep that momentum going which could be great if you're writing some sort of a script for a movie or a book but if it's how you're treating yourself how you're relating to yourself that can quickly take a downwards turn which was what it was beginning to build up into for me. So I had to pause. And that's a really hard part is to pause, right? Because you want to carry that momentum. So for me, that pause was just a simple intentional decision to say, this is what's happening for me. And I can choose to stop or I can continue carrying on this narrative, but I know where this narrative will lead to.
And when you initially stop, it can feel rather painful because there's a level of surrender to it. When people often carry things, especially their emotions, which, you know, emotion, energy, emotion, it makes sense that we want to carry it forward, do something with it, tinker with it, see if we can figure it out. Um, I mean, that usually only tends to drive ourselves more insane. But the illusion we tell ourselves is, if I tinker with this emotion some more, if I build some more stories, if I keep trying to make meaning of these emotions, I'll get somewhere. I will somehow end on a solution. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. More often than not, I think you don't really end up on a solution. Unless you're with somebody else, you know, a third party who can see them from a more neutral or at least distant perspective, you know, they're not tortured by the same mind that you are tortured by. They can see it a little bit more one step removed. And so to slow down, to pause means giving up that illusion of, oh, maybe I'll find a solution. And this is where people who do stop, who do take that pause, whether that's some mindfulness practice, will experience sometimes a spontaneous release. This can be yawning a lot. This can be spontaneously bursting into tears. This can be you know, an expression of anger or exhaustion in some sort of vocalization, maybe a deep sigh or just a frustrated guttural grunt, just like, ah, you know, among other things. And I think that gets a lot closer to the heart of the feeling because you're no longer tinkering or wrestling with it. There's a little bit more of an acceptance. You know, once you've paused, there's a, a surrender and perhaps people don't like that word. And I don't, the way I'm using it, I don't perceive it as a negative of, oh, this means you've lost or given up in some way. I use the word surrender and experience it as a sort of gentle, or maybe not gentle, but a letting go. It's the best way I can describe it. So, you know, you're tightly gripping onto something and finally you decide to let it go. And there can be a certain peace to it, right? You know, you're holding on to this brass ring for so long. It's like, oh, I got to hang on for dear life. You know, I'm going to figure this out. But when you can finally let go, your mind and your body also are able to let go. Your mind impacts your body, your body impacts your mind. There's a mind-body connection. But once you can let go, you let go of some of that neuroticism, you let go of some of those muscle tension, the muscle holding patterns. And all of a sudden, there's kind of this moment of silence. Now, how does that moment of silence feel to you? 
for me, it's quite beautiful. Because it's, it's a reprieve from that intense inner dialogue that I often have. There's no, there's no need to fill in that silence with anything anymore. And when I can just feel the emotion, whatever is there. So yeah, okay. There's me feeling tired or the experience of discouragement. But when I can just feel and release as opposed to feel but spin stories and narratives about this feeling, there's more flow. It's as if the emotion that I experience or the one observing and experiencing the emotions has a natural and organic way in which it resolves those emotions. And I think this might be what people mean you know, when they talk about their experiences with psychedelics. There's a piece of, you just gotta let go. You can't fight it, right? The more you fight it, the worse it gets. So the point of that you know, medicine is you just need to let go. Obviously easier said than done. But once you let go, it, it takes a life of its own that actually isn't as overwhelming as you might have thought it to originally have been, right? That's the, that's the crafting of the story again, right? You've crafted or I've crafted this story about these emotions or about these events. And for whatever reason, we torture ourselves with it. So my encouragement to anybody who struggles with these intense inner dialogues, especially when they get critical, especially when they get self disempowering is to pause okay, the hardest piece to pause, pause, you know, talking to someone about it. If you're just going in the same circles, Right. So you could be venting to a friend about this. Yeah, that might help. But oftentimes it, it might not. Right? I think the only case in which talking about these things might be helpful is with a coach or a therapist, right? somebody who generally you're paying, right? So they can speak into your experience in a way that's more challenging as opposed to a just validating and that's it it's important but that's not the only thing but ultimately the idea is about getting that pause in right as difficult as it is pausing from the emotional story that you're building surrender that let go of it yeah you know i'm tinkering with this thing i'm hoping to find a solution or whatever the hell I am doing with these in narratives, I'm going to choose to let that go because I, I know what it leads to if I continue doing it. So I'm going to let it go. 
and stay with that experience. Stay with that experience of the pause. That pause in between the top climax of your inhale and right before your exhale. There's, there's that pause if you pay attention. And you might just hear it when I emphasized it, the inhale and exhale. Practice it yourself. Notice that tiny little pause between the inhale and the exhale, between the exhale and the next inhale. That's what I mean by that pause when you're wrestling with these emotions and the stories, narratives, you're crafting about them. Stay in that pause. See if you can elongate it. And gradually begin to welcome whatever lies in that pause. Whether you spontaneously start yawning, tearing up, crying, spontaneously wanting to scream your head off, shake your body, whatever it is, your body... Your body's natural intelligence will have something that it knows it wants to do. And let that happen. And through this, you will be able to slowly decondition yourself from simply just perceiving a narrative, a specific meaning of these emotions, to simply just feeling and releasing. And that's ultimately about flow, which is, I think, what we see in the natural world, in that which is organic within nature. So I leave you with that. May this be of help to those of you who understand the struggle of this internal dialogue, especially when it gets very intense and when it gets critical. Try it out. And feel free to leave a comment about how it goes for you. That's all for tonight. Thank you for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. And I will see you in the next episode.